seated this morning. I have to say how good it is to be in the house of the Lord today. Really, there's no place I would rather be this morning than right here in his presence. Everything else is second to being in his presence and being where he would have us to be, to learn and to grow, to mature, to change. His word is so vital in our lives, and it's important that we fellowship as a family and as a people. I titled my message this morning, The Times of Our Life, and I didn't make it plural because I want you to see this today as the time of your life, that today is your life, and the times that the things that happen today matter in your life, and ultimately it will affect all of us. But what really I got to thinking about the message, and I don't know, most of you probably heard him from a kid somehow that there used to be a soap opera, I'm not sure if there still is, The Days of Our Life. And that I got to thinking about that after I titled my message. And um, I remember the saying, and they used it as a metaphor. And it said, like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. And I looked it up and I thought, well, why would they do that? What was, the, what was it they were wanting to make a point on? And so I went in, Googled it, and it says, in an hourglass, sand, tra sand travels from the upper bulb slowly past the neck, little by little, but eventually it all passes down to the bottom. So what they were literally saying in that, because I said, okay, what do they want to say? And it was that time is inevitable. It's incapable of being avoided or evaded. Time is certain, time is sure, and time is inescapable in our life. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For everything, and I'm going to say, and everyone, there is a season. There's a time for every activity, everything that you do under heaven. There's a time. And I listed all of the times that Solomon, that was mentioned in this word, and I did it one by one. Usually they clump them together and like death, life, so forth. But it's something, if you just listen, that all of us will experience sometime some place in our life. So he says there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born. And then there's a time to die. There is a time to plant, and there's a time to harvest. There's a time to kill, and there's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down, and there's a time to build up. If you can see these things in your life, you tear down things, and then you build them up, you restore them. There's a time to cry, and there is a time to laugh. There's a time to grieve, and there's a time to dance. There is a time to scatter stones, and there's a time to gather them. There's a time to embrace, and then there's a time to turn away. There's a time to love, and there's a time to hate. 
There is a time for war, and there's a time for peace. There is an appropriate time, a right time, for every matter and every deed. And I realized how this was pointed out so mighty, and I feel like that Jesus was really pointing this out to me, the Holy Spirit, the importance of discerning the time where you are right now in your life. And it was something to pinpoint your life that right where you are this moment, this time in your life, I believe that God foreordained. If you're a child of God and observant to his leading in your life, you're going to be where you need to be this very moment, this time in your day. Every hour, every moment, every second is important to God. He has every detail for our life. And I believe to be able to successfully fulfill, you want to say your calling on life or to have your life fulfilled, you need to be able to discern the times and seasons right now of your life. Luke 12, 56 says, You fools, you know how to interpret the weather, the signs of the earth and the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Now, you could look at that as the world, the end times, the coming of the Lord, or you can look at it at your own life personally. Am I discerning where I am right now? Do I understand my life at this moment? Am I evaluating where I am? So the quality of your life, I put down, is determined by how effectively you use your time. I believe he knows our life from the beginning to the end and has something for us to do every day. And I know, you know, sometimes we look at our, our lives and we say, what, what am I doing of any importance today? You know, it looks like I'm just cleaning house, taking care of the kids, going to work. But you see, all these things are important in your life, even though they may get humdrum, and you think, good grief, who am I affecting today for the kingdom of God or whatever? But our life, our everyday life, is so important to God. And in Galatians 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. In other words, if we don't give up, even though our day looks boring and it looks like we're ineffective and it looks like we're not getting to where we want to be or doing what we really want to do. But the word due season here simply means it's the required or the expected time. So he says in due season, in the expected time, the appointed time, you will reap if you don't faint, if you don't quit. And he just was bringing this out so strong to me because so many times we go through life 
just, oh, I'll be glad when the day's over. Just give me tomorrow. And I even said downstairs, it's a new day. Today is a new day. Yesterday's gone. We'll never get it back. But today is a new day, a new, a new beginning. That's why I believe he gave us days. So we could have new beginnings. Because sometimes yesterday looks so bad, I don't ever want to do that day again. Anybody ever been there? I know I have. I can't name the times that I wish I, you know, get me out of today. I just don't want to face the things that I'm facing today. But to God, our life is to be progressive. And therefore, I believe, I believe that God has ordered our seasons and times for our lives to literally bring us to a place of maturity, of readiness, and productivity. So every day of our life is to bring us to maturity. You know, I'm probably older than any, a lot of people here, but I've learned that you grow, you mature. Things you did 10 years ago, you think, oh, good grief, why did I even sweat that? And all the time we wasted worrying about something that he said, why worry about tomorrow? You know, you know I, I've got you. Just trust me today, where you are today. So if, if you can just, I believe this is so much for everyone sitting here today and for myself, even as I studied this message. We want things to be better. All of us do. But there's things we have to get through in life the mistakes, all of the different things, but they're all to help us to grow. They're, they're to help us to get things out of our life. They're to help us to mature. And if you don't mature, you'll never see what you need to cut off or what you take hold of or what's been handed down from generation to generation. You'll never see it if you don't experience a lot of the things that we go through. So today I just want to talk to you a little bit about how to properly deal with the seasons of our life. This, you know, affects me too because sometimes I need to be reminded, all of us need to be reminded, we're none so spiritual that we have it all together. We're all constantly growing and going forward. But in Ecclesiastes it really points out the time and the season for everything. And like I said... You know, as I got older in my life, I, I can look not only at my life, but at the lives of others. Many of you I dedicated to the Lord, I've known you, I feel like I have raised you through the years and saw your life unfold before my eyes, many of you here, and that, you know, actually graduating from college and everything. So I wanted to bring this message, you know, just in three little parts. And I want you to explain today what a season is and how significant where you are right now is important. And then I want you to look at what happens when you miss a season. And then we're going to look at what happens when you get ahead of a season in your life. And we're all capable. We've probably all missed seasons in our life, and we've probably all tried to get ahead of God in our life. So, again, to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose. There is an appointed time for us, and we need to grab hold of that truth today. A season 
is a time that's characterized by a particular circumstance or feature. If you actually look at seasons in nature, then you can get a, a general idea of how seasons work. In nature, we have winter, spring, summer, and fall. In nature, things come forth, they grow, they fulfill their purpose, and die. But there's a purpose for that. So if you notice that in the winter and spring, they, they're literally times of preparation. In winter, the ground gets very cold and freezes, but it kills germs, it kills bacteria, and things that could be harmful to you and to the crops. So plants that have died during the previous season, they decay and they help replenish nourishment to the soil. So then as late winter and early spring comes, the soil is plowed and made ready. Seeds are planted, nurtured, and grow. Then in the summer and fall, crops mature and they're harvested. Then the farmer sells the crops for money to support his family and to enjoy the, their labor. But I want to make this personal about a season in your life. It's a time frame that has been allotted for something to happen. It's a time frame. In Genesis 8, verse 22, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. God has arranged things here on earth and in our lives to operate in seasons. And you know, as I was thinking about that, how we're made from the dust of the earth. To replenish this earth, we have to have the things that are grown from the ground, from the earth, to replenish it, to nurture it, to do things in our life to make us healthy, not only physically, but spiritually, because God then takes our spirit and puts it in a tent. This is what I was given to live in and to function in and to walk in. So I believe that God, because we're seasonal people, that we literally go through winter times in our life, you know, times that just like, ooh. Things die off, and in spring, and I remember going down the road one day, and spring had just started, and these dead leaves were hanging on the tree. All of a sudden, this strong wind blows and gets rid of the rest of them that's been hanging on. Do you ever have things hang on in your life that, God, please, get them out of here. I want to be free from this stuff, these things that are hanging on to my life. But how it's important that you go through the hard times. Because those hard times will mature you. They'll strengthen you. They will encourage you. Even though you want, God, just get me through this day. Make this thing go away. Anybody ever felt that? I felt that many times in my life. I don't want to face this. I don't like where I am. Just make it go away. So, like I said, if you compare the natural and the spiritual. Like God 
said uh, in marriage. You know, husbands love your wife. He compared that to Jesus loving the church, that we're his bride. So God always compares us because it works just in a different way, that he's saying to us, yes, there's seasons on the earth, but there's seasons in your life. There's a point in time for things to die. There's a point in time for things to die in your life. There's an appointed time for new life to start coming forth. But you have to go through the seasons. Example for like a farmer. You know, he wants to produce a large crop. There's something he wants out of this. That's why he works as a farmer. Because he understands that there's things that you have to do. And you cannot get the profit until you go through the process. So as he goes through each season, because he must do the right things to cultivate the soil and fertilize, otherwise he won't successfully produce a crop that will bring him what he desires. So there's certain things. So it is in our lives. When we desire to be successful, how many here wants to be successful in their life? I would say everybody desires to be successful. That's why we do basically the things we do because we want to be successful. So we have to observe the seasons that we are to go through. And I felt like I was saying that so many people don't observe where they are. They don't, they they get mad at God. Well, God, why did you let this happen? And a lot of things happen because of our own mistakes. But he knows we're going to make those mistakes. But those mistakes can be corrected, maybe not the way that you want them to be or you wish this, you know, and you make wrong decisions. Anybody ever made a wrong decision? You know, and wish, oh, my goodness, but yet you try to make it right. But I think even the wrong decisions in our lives, there's a purpose for them because nothing will change our thinking if we don't allow the process. So when you think about it, I say it's common sense. When we realize that God has a plan and purpose for our lives, we say that so easy, well, yeah, you know, and and just throw things off and, and all, but... In our lives, when we desire to be successful, like I said, we've got to know where we are, and we have to go through things and do the right things as we pass through our seasons. We've just gone through a a time of young people graduating. And you know, I think it's so cool. We We were here for our young kids to graduate kindergarten. And then we've seen our kids graduate high school. But that's basically the parent's um, decision to work it to make sure your kids get educated, to make sure that they can be successful in life. Because without the schooling, without the learning, they're not going to be successful. They're they're not going to have what you desire for them to have or become what you desire for them to become So what you do, even though they end up doing something totally different, but yet they have the steps in their life to make them successful. And and not only I felt like I could give my kids two things, 
in life that would help them to be successful. And the first of all was God. I took the time to take them to church, to teach them, to try to live my life the best I knew how in front of them and to give them an education that I felt that those two things would make them successful in their life. So as the college kids now come and some are graduated here and I've seen so many of the young people in this church stand and look at their future. Do I go to college? Do I not go to college? Um, realizing what? That this is a time of preparation for your life. That this season in your life is a time of preparation. And you desire to have a successful life, so you have to make some decisions there. Do I continue my education? Now listen, not everybody's meant to go to college, okay? Neither one of my kids went to college, but yet they had a destiny before them that God directed. So I don't want you to feel like if I don't go to college or I went so far in college and decided this wasn't for me, that if God has a direct plan for your life, then you have to know that. What, you know, a lot of it's training. It depends on what you want to do. So anyhow, you realize that you're at a point. What am I going to do with my life? And basically, in a season, when you're in the season you need to be, like even with college, I just was thinking about this, how banks will lend you money, parents will work with you, people will help you to get through um, uh, personal expenses because they love you and they're behind you and blessing you for you to do what needs to be done in your life to go, for, to go forward. And they do that because they'll help you because they want to see you be able to spend the time in college with study and things like that. And even I notice that um, different fast food places and things will let you work during the summer months so that you can make some money. And even in college, they'll let you work part-time where college towns are so that you can make a little money and, and help, you know, with your education. So that through it all, you can literally work hard, apply yourself, and at the end of the season, you can receive the degree and be on your way to a successful life. I wanted to share something today with you. Um, let's see if I can get it here. Actually, it was something that my grandson posted on Facebook and just how proud that I was of him through this because it went right along with what I'm talking about today, with decisions, with looking at your future, hanging on, not be weary in well-doing because, again, let us not become weary in well-doing for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. He said, I graduated college. Two, weeks, two weekends ago, I was blessed to have graduated alongside three childhood friends and my beautiful bride at Oral Roberts University. After three years of stress, success, failure, and a ton of coffee, I am fortunate to have reached this point in life. I owe my success 
to God, my amazing mother and father, my wife, and the caring professors who poured their wisdom into my life. I appreciate you all. I got a job while struggling through dead week and finals, finals week. I was in the interview process to become a staff assistant for the district office of Congressman Thomas Massey in Northern Kentucky. I was offered and accepted the job before graduation. I have already completed my first week on the job and are so blessed to have this opportunity. Okay, now I gotta go back. <laughs> then we got a car. When my wife and I came back from our honeymoon last week, we were surprised with the car. A loving family in our church gifted a minivan for my beautiful wife, Becky. We were in the process of looking for a car, but the Lord decided to take care of our needs. And then he says, God is so faithful. For those who are not aware, the last nine months of our lives have been the most painful and challenging to date. We have experienced everything. Life can throw at us, but we have finally made it, our, uh, made it to our great reward. Marriage, Satan, to our great reward, marriage. Satan has tried everything to steal our joy, peace, strength, and praise. But we thank Jesus because he got us through this storm. When you go through seasons of your life and you're doing what you need to do, it doesn't mean you're not going to have storms or troubles or, or things that will hit you in your life. But if you don't become weary in well-doing in that season in your life, you can have a harvest. And I want to encourage you today because there's a lot of young people here and our kids and parents that are raising kids that if you can remember this message, and if you can think about it and talk to your children and encourage them in a right way, no things are not always going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things. You're going to go through things you wish you had never, ever gone through. But what happens when you miss a season in your life? Basically, you don't have the wind at your back. You don't have all of those things that you would have had if you were in season. You all understand that, don't you? Because when you make preparation for college, there's a momentum there with people. There's a momentum with things around you to help push you towards your direction. So when you miss a season and you decide to go a different way, when you come back, it's not going to be easy. To do this say all of a sudden you decided to wait on college and you're 30 years old now you're married you have two kids and you want to go to college and you want now you've seen now I know I need to do something or I'm going to be doing this job for the rest of my life anybody ever been there I mean come on we've all been in places you know we wish you know if I'd done this or done that but I want to encourage you in your life, right now where you are. I think if I could give you wisdom as a, a mother, a grandmother, 
and the things that I've seen in life, if I can help you to avoid making things harder on yourself, think about your future and where you are. Because when you miss a season, literally, it's hard to get that momentum ever back. And, you know, because you've kind of missed that momentum. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. I don't want to say that it's, that you've done missed your time or anything, but it's just going to be harder. It's going to be harder to accomplish because now you've got kids, you've got other responsibilities, you've got things in your life that if you would have done it back here in your season, it would have been so much simpler for you than it is now. So you see why I'm trying to say to you what I'm trying to say. Some of you are starting to build. Some of you are starting new jobs, just like Cole and, and Becca and things. You're, they're starting out, but I believe they're in their season. And how God, when you stay in your season, the flow is much easier in your life. And it, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. There is a proper season. So what happens if you try to get ahead of God in your season? And I thought to myself, somebody in the Bible did that. I know they did, because he, he wouldn't bring all this up if, if it wasn't something for us to learn from. Guess who? Abraham and Sarah, who came to my mind. God had given them a promise. You're going to have a child in your old age. And sometimes he tells us things that it looks impossible. Looks totally impossible for us to do. Or we're thinking, I'm too old for that. Good grief. But how that God said this was going to happen. How many of you are sitting here today that God's told you something's going to happen that you haven't seen happen yet? I'm, I'm right here. But he's spoken things to me that if I'll stay somehow, get, if I've got out somehow, I've tried to get back in that season to, to see all that he's done. And he can do that. Because there is a time to tear down. And there's a time to rebuild. He knows our lives inside and out. So here's Sarah and Abraham got tired of waiting on God. So they said, well, we're going to do something about this. So, of course, he, she decided to have him to be with the, the slave girl and produce a child. And we all see the results of that child today. The Mideast, all of that, Islam, all of that stuff. Our lives make a difference. Then suddenly jealousy and friction rose between the mother and the sons. And we can see all that struggle literally today. But when we get ahead of the seasons, the appointed times of our lives, we can open ourselves and our lives to hurt and permanent damage. Remember that seasons are time frames that are allotted for something to happen in your life. In order 
to literally take advantage of the benefits. And there are benefits if you take advantage to the season that you're in. That during that time, where the season there's a storm or whatever it is that you're going through now that still's not been resolved, then you ask God to show you what you need to do at this season in your life. Give me instruction. Instead of being mad at everybody, offended and hurt, because hurts bring you nothing but more destruction. What do I need to do? Help me to know what I need to do to build my life to stay in season with you and everything else will fall where it's going to fall. But you have to keep your life in order and your life right. Because when we were talking about offenses down in the office today, because when someone's offended you, without even knowing it, sometimes you will when their life comes into view. You will just automatically mm, and push aside or do whatever because of that hurt in your life. Get it out. It's not worth someone destroying your anointing because that will hurt you basically more than it will hurt the other person. So I just feel like that all the things that in our seasons... Because, like Cole was saying, many hurts. Things have happened. Things in the past. That just makes you want to shut your life out. In areas of your life. But when your heart is right toward God. And you ask Him to help you. To do the right thing in this season. So that you can produce the right results in your life. That if you do the right things in season, you will reap a harvest. You'll reap a reward. And I feel like it's so important that we know this as a people. And that we understand that being in season and in God's timing is so vital in our lives. And I pray today that, that you heard this and that you got some wisdom from someone that's, you know, they say old age. <laughs> that's part of what you can get. That's one good thing. I'm trying to find good things. That's one good thing is that you do have wisdom from the things you've seen, the things you've been through, and that you've matured. And that you become productive in your life. So I want to pray for you this morning. And you know some of you are sitting here today that maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. This could be your season. Your time for your life to totally and completely change. Is there anyone here today that wants to make that decision? in their life, that this is your time that I've waited, that God is saying, you've heard, 
And now you make a choice. You look at your future. So if there is someone, then after service or whatever, if you want to go to Pastor Garrett or myself or Pastor Webb, we'll be glad to pray with you and help lead you into salvation. And he loves you right where you are. You don't have to ever worry about being good enough. He took care of all that for us. So, again, wherever you are today, think about your life and your future and that you allow God from this moment forth to begin to remove things. David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me and take not thy Holy Spirit from me, which we know he'll never leave us or forsake us. But David understood he understood God he understood salvation so today as you think about your life I pray that this wisdom that a seed has been planted and when you stand and look at your future where am I going what am I going to do God that realizing that things happen along the way but you keep your focus on God you bow your heads. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, I speak life over this people. I speak wisdom. Wisdom that comes from above, not as this world gives, but as you give. Wisdom of life, peace, and happiness that you desire for us to have the end result in our life that you want, God, as we go through this life, day by day, minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour, that we realize that every part of our life is vital to you. Every second. God, we thank you and praise you for this day. For Holy Spirit touching the lives of your people, and I believe changing the outlook of people somehow today through your word, through your power. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today.